Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I say good evening because it is 11 o'clock p.m. on Friday night that I'm recording this. And I was sitting around tonight and thinking, you know what? I had a really stressful week. I had a lot go on this week, good and bad. And I just felt I needed to talk to someone about it. And you folks are my friends. You folks are people that I've become very close to over the years. Many of you I correspond quite regularly with. And all of that means so much to me, as well as my being aware that there are just so many more of you out in the world that are listening to me. It means everything. This show is such a big part of my life now, and I can't imagine my life without it. So in today's episode, I want to admit to some fears that I've started to develop as I age. Now I'm going to turn 65 in just a few days. Woohoo! And I am bracing myself for my entry into senior citizen status. I got to tell you, it's awesome. I am really, really excited because you have to remember that I was never even supposed to live to see age 35. So 65, that is absolutely amazing. And really, every year, every day, actually, really is a gift. And I take it as that. And I'm always thankful for every year I get older. So I'm going to talk personally about my own fears that are increasing, it seems, as I age. They just get more and more. But I also ask you about your own fears. Do we share some of the same fears, or will you find my fears to be silly, unrealistic, a bit over the top? Let's find out. And just to note, I don't talk about finances or money in this episode, but that is certainly a fear that we often have as we age. And I will do a different total episode on that in the future. Meanwhile, I am Joey Hernandez, and you are listening to An Older Gay Guy Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. I want to start by just kind of giving you a medical update, if I might. And some of you may know that I was going under the knife with my tongue again. I was having a biopsy, as well as a little stupid little thing on the tip of my tongue removed. And... (laughs) You know, that was like a week and a half ago. And the odd thing is that there are now what are called patient portals, ways that you sign up with the hospital or your healthcare facility where you can get the test results just as fast as your doctor is. And you can reorder your medications, you can schedule appointments. It's just a great system to have. And I have it for both my hospital as well as the gay health center that I regularly go to. So I was able actually to see my biopsy results just as my doctor was seeing them. And I learned something, (laughs) 
what you should never do is to go in and read the notes of what actually happened rather than waiting for your doctor to read them and think about them and contact you, presenting the information in a way that you would understand what it meant. And so as I read what was going on with the biopsy, it was kind of weird because it talked about something that's in one of my bronchial tubes or something. And when they did the biopsy, which was at the back of my tongue, they also did my throat, my esophagus, down into my lungs. Yeah, I think that's as far down as they went. And there was something in one of my bronchial tubes. I haven't yet talked to my doctor. I just saw that in the notes about the operation. And so I <laughs> I sent an email to my doctor saying exactly what I'm saying to you. You know what you should never do? You should never read notes when you're not a doctor because you don't understand what it is. So I said, uh, you know, I'm kind of freaked out that you might have found cancer because I was really happy that my previous cancer that I had, my external anal cancer, right on the outside of my butthole, that was removed in 2005. And I've had kind of precancerous cells there over the years. And I've had it checked every couple of years to see, to make sure that there's no cancer developing. And this last time I had it done, for the first time in all these years, the doctor said, you are completely clean. There is absolutely no precancerous cells of any type. So now all you have to do is a once a year pap smear done by your doctor. And we will only do the scope up you because they put this scope normally every year or two. They said, uh, we won't have to do the scope unless there's an indication from the pap smear. So I was like really happy, like, oh my God, after all this time, there's still no cancer there. So when they were going to do the biopsy on my tongue, some of you may remember just before the pandemic, a couple months before the start of the pandemic, I had to have a quarter of my tongue removed because of cancer. It's kind of regenerated. It's kind of cool. It doesn't look all that bad, <laughs> a little bad, but not all that bad. If I didn't tell you that I had cancer and stuff cut out, you would never know it. So I was really hoping, hoping against hope that it was going to come back and it wasn't going to be a problem. So the doctor's assistant emailed me back and said, no cancer. So I'm <laughs> tremendously relieved about that. So I'm going to see the doctor on the 11th and we will go over all the results and he'll check to make sure that my tongue is healing where he did cut it. They did have to do a little stitching. So he's just going to check on that. So I was really happy this week when I got the no cancer notice. But what I wanted to talk to you about in this episode is about fear. Let me just talk about fear in general as we age. Now, I'm very lucky that I'm married and I have my husband who he's just so great. He will take care of me as much as I need. He's um, kind of committed to the fact that I'm going to get old before he gets old and uh, he's fine with that and we're just going to be this great couple that just happens to be 21 year age difference. 
when I was alone, if I had the feelings that I'm having now when I was alone, I would be really scared. And as usual, when I think about this show, I often try to talk to the people who are alone to give you all some sort of companionship or knowledge that there is someone out there that cares about you. Because the guys that I correspond with back and forth, you know, we've talked about all kinds of things and they've talked about their lives and sometimes the problems that they have. And I follow them and we talk and we're there for each other. And so for those of you that are alone that have not contacted me, but are listeners of this show, I often try to speak to you more than the people that are coupled in relationships. Not that I don't talk to you all too. It's just that I know you have each other. And sometimes the people that I speak to that are alone are really alone. You might not have a lot of friends. You might not be accepted by your family or you might not have any family. And the older you get, sometimes the more shut off you get. And that is why I often speak to you. So I've noticed as I've aged that even though I'm in a relationship and I have the support of my husband and we as a couple handle things that life throws at you, I've just overall begun over the past 10 to 15 years I started becoming more and more afraid of things. I think it's because of social media and news. I was never anyone that watched the news. I kind of heard about things when I was listening to the radio and they did the little news update once an hour, but I never really watched the news. And I started just around the time that George W. Bush was in office and there was all the questioning of, you know, the 2000 election where it went for many weeks after the presidential election of who was going to be president and it had to be decided by the Supreme Court and all this stuff. And I started following it a little bit then and I certainly started following it when Obama was running and getting to be the nominee And I followed the news through his first term and the news through his second term. And then, of course, things changed. (laughs) And I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not here to do that. But you all know a lot changed. And there were news items constantly that were important. Important for those of us that are just regular citizens to pay attention to. I think I did the deep dive a little too much because um, I just, I I would watch news every night. I would have it on in the afternoon. There were certain programs I always caught. If there was one thing that was particularly juicy and salacious, I'd talk to Paco about it and we'd watch it on the news and we'd watch the ladies of The View talk about it in the morning. And also Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I want to get off of it in a lot of ways. I've wanted to do that anyway, but then Elon Musk buying it and all the weird shit going on, that kind of made me nervous. 
And no matter how much I try to get it out of my feed, politics stuff shows up in my feed. It just seems like I can't stop it. And I stupidly will stop and read something. And, you know, in Twitter, anybody can write anything and they can take any view. And a lot of times people will write things just to get a reaction from you. You know, they want to get you upset. They want to panic you. And that is what happens in a lot of ways. I think I would completely dump Twitter if it wasn't for the fact, it's hard to admit this, but there's really great porn that shows up on Twitter. But I am thinking of at least not looking at Twitter unless I want to look at the porn at night. Um, I apologize about my voice and kind of noises my mouth's making, but between my bone graft that I had done waiting for my implant tooth, plus the biopsy and the stitches and all that, my mouth (laughs) doesn't seem to move the way it's supposed to right now. So it's not just politics that scare me. There's a lot of things that scare me. Paco and I, you know, are going to buy a house in a year or so, and we're thinking of moving a little more central Massachusetts and maybe having a little bit of property so we're not just houses next to each other like we're living right now. But I'm afraid of bears. I'm petrified of bears. And I will admit, I have watched a few movies about hikers that run into bears. And bad things happen. Not a great thing to watch, but it's almost like a car accident. You kind of look, even though you don't want to. So I am afraid of bears, which, you know, wild animals in general are now migrating more into residential areas because we've destroyed their natural habitat. And so they come looking for food and creatures (laughs) and... uh, dogs and cats god and you know when i was when i was a kid right i would go hiking in the woods after school every day and every weekend and in the summer up in maine i would go hiking into the deep woods way way into the deep woods like an hour into the deep woods and during that time in all the woods that i used to go in it never occurred to me that there could be a bear. And of course there could be, especially up in Maine back then in the 60s. There were bears in the woods. (laughs) But I went in, didn't even cross my mind to be careful of bears. Now I'm just petrified. I mean, if I go on a little hike and I walk into the woods enough that I cannot see the road anymore, that's where I stop. Because... There might be a bear. I am just so fucking paranoid about it. And I think if I were single and I was still meeting people in bars or using the applications that are out there, Grinder and Manhunt and Daddy Hunt and all of those, when I was younger, even in my 40s, I would hook up with people and I was totally confident that I could handle the situation no matter what the situation would be. But in today's world... There was just on the news a few days ago about one of the like delivery guys um, from one of the big, you know, DoorDash or one of those, and he was delivering food, and the guy pulled him into the house and killed him, 
and cut him up into pieces and put him in trash bags, and he was discovered that he had been killed just by delivering food. The world's a crazy place. And, you know, I, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to put my paranoia on you. But I have to admit that I would be scared to hook up with someone now. I guess because I'm not at the gym regularly, especially since my back accident, I don't have the musculature that I used to. And maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, I think that I can't handle myself anymore. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel scared? In some ways, not even knowing why you're scared or what you're scared of, but just this feeling, this dread. I find it happening in a lot of ways. And maybe that is one of the reasons why I have pretty much made myself a homebody in a lot of ways. Now, because my birthday is coming up, what I have done in the last few years is I have bought myself a birthday present. I bought myself my beautiful baby grand piano. And this birthday, I decided, you know what would be great to have in my videos on YouTube is to get a drone and to do great overhead shots and shots of Paco and I driving in the car and the drone following us and, you know, making something really cinematic that you all would really like. So I got the drone and I took it out for a little flight in the park here that's right next to us. And then I started thinking about it. Now, I live in a part of Boston called Dorchester. It is not the nicest part of Boston. It's getting better, but it's still not great. And the more I thought about having the drone and me trying to go somewhere and fly it, I kept thinking, well, you know, there's going to be a group of kids that are going to steal it from me, that are going to come and knock me over and grab my shit and steal it. And so I convinced myself I was going to return the drone because of the fear that bad things would happen to me if people saw it, if they knew I have this $1,000 drone. But I kind of calmed myself down about the drone. I am keeping it. I have flown it a little bit more. And there's a lot of restrictions in the state of Massachusetts of where you can fly drones. So I will be going to different places that do allow them and doing some aerial shots and whatnot. And uh, hopefully that will make my videos real pretty when you watch them. Like there could be a story telling a story of Paco and I going somewhere. And here we are driving our car down the road and the drone is following us from above. I think it'd be really cool. I've thought of when Paco and I have a property that we might not be as close in where houses are. You, you know, hopefully we'll have an acre or two where we'll have a little distance between the houses. You know, might not be able to see the neighbor's house directly from our house. And I thought of, okay, we're going to be moving to small towns, somewhere in a small town in mid-Massachusetts. Now, I don't know what kind of people live there. Overall in this country, generally, the cities tend to be blue, right? And the mid-United States, the states that are sparsely populated especially, tend to be very conservative red states. But within the blue states, 
like Massachusetts, which is really considered to be like the ultimate blue state that there is. We had gay marriage long before there was federal gay marriage. And I thought, well, you know what? There's obviously conservative people that live in Massachusetts, and they could very well be living in these small towns. And I started thinking, okay, so generally the red state kind of philosophy aren't real happy with gay people. You know, drag queen story hour and all that shit and all the trans stuff that's going on. It's crazy. And I was thinking, well, what the hell if if we buy a house and then I find out that the neighbors or down the street or across the street or wherever are really homophobic? I would be nervous being in my house, being on my property, knowing that there are people that are really against homosexuals that live in the area. But I'd be really nervous and really scared. And I shouldn't be. I know I shouldn't be. I know my imagination is running wild. I'm letting things get to me that are a bit irrational. But is it, ir- is it irrational? You know, I'm not sure that it is. So do you have fears like this? Maybe fears that some people would just say to you, oh, don't worry about that. That's nothing. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about hooking up with a guy because what are the chances? You know, you've hooked up with a bunch of guys over the years. What are the chances you're going to hook up with somebody that's going to kill you? I don't know, but it happens, right? Or what are the chances if you go into the woods and you're fairly near civilization that you're going to encounter a bear that's going to try to attack you? Slim, granted, but it happens, you know? Especially if people leave their trash outside and they have food scraps in the trash or whatever, wild animals will come. They'll smell it from five miles away or whatever, and they'll come and they'll be digging through your trash cans at night. I'm getting more fearful of driving at night because the headlights, when they hit me, are different than they used to be when I was younger. They kind of spread out more like a star. It's not just a light coming at you, it's the the beam spreads and it's a little bit more blinding than it used to be. So I kind of limit my night driving just because of that. And I think, again, that's an old thing. And I found out again by reading my notes at the hospital, which I shouldn't do, but I went on the portal and I read my notes that I have the start of cataracts, age-related cataracts, it says which explains why sometimes in some ways things are a little bit foggy-ish. Like I have to blink my eyes a whole bunch of time to clear them. So night driving (laughs) makes me afraid. I'm just becoming so afraid of everything. And I want to say I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with social media and news. Now, social media is such a big part of what I do. This podcast is part of a social media. My YouTube channel, An Older Gay Guy Show, is part of social media. My Twitter for porn is social media, Instagram. But, you know, it's part of what I have become and what I want to be. And so I don't want to get rid of that stuff. But I know I have to cut back on watching all of the news and the crazy stuff, but 
you know, in some respects, the news today, again, I'm going to talk around something without saying it. The news currently is rather exciting because of certain things that are happening that many of us have waited many years for. Let's say that. <laughs> That's as close to saying it as I'm going to. And that's only because I do have some conservative listeners that have contacted me and called me all kinds of names. So I want to not watch the news, but at the same time, you know, if I see something flash on my Twitter feed when I'm watching porn and it talks about something explosive that happened during the day because of all of the stuff going on in the news, then I just have to go and I have to watch the news and then I have to watch what the ladies on The View have to say about it. And <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So it's really hard to peel myself away from that. But let me conclude this weird little show by asking you, what are you afraid of? What are the things that freak you out now that you weren't freaked out about when you were younger, you know? Uh, what are things that maybe other people think are irrational or that you shouldn't worry about it? Or maybe you're even embarrassed to talk to people about it. You can talk to me about it. Trust me, I'm not going to judge you in any way. And I'm hoping you're not going to judge me for my fears or for me admitting that I have these fears. But again, I'll just conclude saying how wonderful and how important it is that I have you folks out there and that no matter what happens, I want to continue to do this show and continue to try to make it as good as I can. Not based on this episode. <laughs> if you're new, <laughs> I say this all the time, don't base it on this episode, please. Okay, folks, I'm going to go. And thank you so much for listening. And I will be doing another show in a few days, which will be part two of Sleeping Bear Rest. This is Joey Hernandez sending all the love in my heart to each one of you. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will be back soon. Thanks again. Take care. Bye for now.